Nurse Ryan and welcome to Teach Me in 20. Each week I'll release a new podcast where I get to speak with awesome people who have something new to teach me that I know nothing about. If, like me, you're naturally curious about everything, this could be the podcast for you. So come along for the ride. It'll only cost you 20 minutes. Hey everyone, welcome to Teach Me in 20. I'm Karis Ryan and my guest today is her first season in the AFL Women's League. She's the Frio Dockers defender, Janelle Cuthbertson. How you going, Karis? Nice to see you again. Good to see you. So, premiership favourites. You guys were the only undefeated team in the AFL Women's League. Tell us, how was it when you were told you couldn't play anymore? Oh, it's, it was heartbreaking. Um, I don't even have the word to describe what I was feeling at the time. Like, it was... We knew after we played... Um, Gold Coast, so we were supposed to play obviously the next weekend of final, uh, second, sorry, preliminary finals. Um, in my head, I kind of, we always knew like going to get three more weeks of football out was going to be a struggle, um, but we we're always hopeful that we could kind of get that far. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the Sunday, um, I remember sitting on the couch and it all came through on social media and... I kind of in my head just didn't want to believe it and just thought it was rumours and, you know, just people kind of having a bit of a laugh um, and just thought we would have probably heard something from the club beforehand. But, um, yeah, and then the press conference came out at 1.30 from the AFL and I remember just sitting on my couch watching it and just disbelief, um, tears just ran down my face oh. and it was it was horrible. Like, it was just such a shit feeling. Yeah. Um so you found out through social media? Yeah, so that they, wow. like, no one told the clubs, um, so the club didn't even have a chance to, to tell the playing group. Um, it's really sudden. It was, yeah, so it was really hard. It was it was kind of in the back of my head we knew it was coming, but I never wanted to believe it. Um, and then to hear, the, to hear the news that it was just cancelled and that was it, it was, yeah, it was devastating. It was tough. So what happened from there? Did you guys obviously get together as a playing group? And No, well, because we, with all the social distancing, you uh, know, we weren't allowed to. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of had to, you know, we've obviously got a WhatsApp group and we touch base with each other and, and whatnot, but that was that was it. So, so it you was, couldn't even get, like, I guess, a final message from the coach? or No, I mean, we had a, a final kind of meeting as a, as a playing group and staff and kind of just talked through what the next steps were and um, obviously everything's still very up in the air at the moment because the AFL haven't really got any news for us. So it's just a matter of kind of just staying strong and just leaning on each other, touching base with each other as often as we can and, you know, we're still a very tight-knit group and just kind of reaching out and, yeah, making sure we're sticking by each other. Yeah, no, that's gut-wrenching. And, I mean... I guess that the solace is that a lot of other leagues are in the same boat, but it was just going to be fantastic if Frio, the one, the first premiership they get is from the women's league. Yeah, it was it was so tough, and I mean it's not even to say that you know we were going to win the premiership. Like we still had um, a couple of games to go, but just we were on such good momentum. We were playing so well. We came off a really good good game against the Suns, and um, just to not even have the opportunity after the season that we had was just. Yeah, it was so hard. To, it was a hard pill to swallow, that's for sure. So was there talk of finals around the club, like preparing for it, or were you still just going game to game? We were, we were generally just going game to game. Like we had 
you know, we were undefeated, but we had some very average games um, and we had some games where we played very well. So for us, it was just focusing on the job at hand. Um, we never looked too far ahead, um, regardless of whether it was 7-0 or 5-2. and It didn't really matter to us. It was just, you know, thinking about that next game, who we're playing um, and how can we just continue to get better and really just continue to build that momentum, you know, and if we did get to that final point, then that would have been amazing. Um, but unfortunately, we were cut short. Mm. And it was your first season? It was my first season, in yes. In the league. Yep. So, I mean, how did you get into it and why and what drove you? Yeah, so um, obviously being a tennis player my whole life. Um, so I was playing pennants, you know, state league for the last couple of years. Shout and, out to Kings Park. Yep, Kings Park <laughs> Tennis Club. Um, and I was just, I was getting a little bit over it and probably just wasn't enjoying it as much as I was before. I was had a really niggling elbow injury, which was kind of wouldn't let me serve and without my serve I don't really have a game so <laughs> I was getting to the, yeah <laughs> so I was getting to the point where I was just I really wanted to try something new and um for me football was the answer um, had you played before never played okay. AFL before so I played a little bit of soccer um and I yeah. played around with the idea of maybe going back and playing soccer but then I was like no nah, I want to try something completely new completely foreign just have to teach myself to learn like a whole new game physically and mentally um, and then just went down to the local, well, the closest club to me, which was at the time Perth Angels, um, and they had a reserves team, and at that time I was balancing, we were getting close, so it was pretty much this time last year, getting close to finals for pennants, um, and then pre-season training for football, so I was I had to just stop myself, I just went once a week to football training to start with, and then just so make sure I could get through the finals for tennis, um, and then as soon as tennis finished, I was pretty much just jumped straight, just showed in. Um, then from there, I played a couple of games, um, just was absolutely loving it pretty much. And then, in defence? Uh, I was actually playing in the ruck for Perth because okay. I was their tallest player. Right, okay. So uh, don't ever want to be put in the ruck again, but that was an experience. Um, then my cousin actually sent me the link for the Fremantle rookie tryouts. Um, so that's for anyone that's not ever played AFL before coming from other sports. Is and, there an age limit for that? Uh, there wasn't off the top of my okay. head, I don't think, no. Um, and I read through it and at first I probably just dismissed it and I was like, no, nah, like, I'm not good enough to play AFL. Like, that's just silly. Um, and then I kind of played, sat on it for a little bit and played another game and I was like, I, I can kick and my skills aren't too bad and ended up submitting, um, putting through the application and... Uh, they invited me down to the trials and did the trial. So it was, I can't remember, it was probably maybe 15 or so other girls there from a variety of different sports. Um, it was actually just, it was a good fun. It was it was really good fun. We did a 2K, first 2K I ever did, and it was horrible. Sprint. Yeah, 2K oh, time God. trial. Oh. Um, like, that's unheard of in tennis, obviously. Um, and then just some ball skills and, yeah, it was, really enjoyed it. Um, then from there, they... They invited uh, myself and another girl down um, to train through their academy, winter academy program, um, which was with some of their other contracted players on the on the list. Um, so I got through about two weeks and then I got injured and I had a, found out I had a stress fracture in my foot. So that kind of put a bit of dent um, into the season for me and it was, uh, it was interesting, but it, was, it let me sit back and learn a lot about the game. So I went down to the 
to all my games with Perth still and just kind of sat on the sideline and just tried to really observe and just sat with the coaches or just by Um, yourself? A bit of both, just mixed it up. Um, I just tried to learn as much as I could about the rules because I still didn't really know the rules at that stage. (laughs) Um, So that was probably like a nine, ten-week period where I was pretty much trying to recover from a stress fracture and um, still went down to the academy program with Frio on the Tuesday nights and really grateful that they were, they still had me during that time. Um, and I just did kind of boxing and bike and just stuck around the group pretty much, which was really good because I got to see what their training environment was like. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much at the end of those 10 weeks, I got back on the field, got my first game back at Perth and then absolutely shattered my little pinky. <laughs> Um, so that was pretty much the end of my season at that point in time and it was pretty devastating um how just from getting a handball yeah just I think I fell on it I'm not entirely sure and I remember saying to the doctor I was like oh I can just tape it up and still play like there's only four games left and he looked at me he goes no your finger's a mess I was like okay um so then from there it was I remember meeting with uh Trent Cooper the Fremantle coach and we just had a chat as to was just really thankful that they had me throughout the program and um, the, the AFLW draft was obviously coming up in October. Um, and, you know, he said, he's like, oh, we really like you, like your body size and what you think, you know, you've got something to offer and it was keeping keeping in mind maybe for the draft. And I was like, okay. And then but when I shattered my finger, I was like, I kind of put it to bed in my head. Um, I was like, I just haven't played enough football because when was that in terms of um, drafts in October? You yeah, it was just like thing. August. Oh, so wow. It was so still a couple long. of months, yeah. yeah. Um, so in the back of my head, I pretty much just thought, well, there's things – I've got a broken finger, but I can still run. So I really want to try and improve my fitness. So I remember just throughout that time, I just kept doing all my running. I'd ask for running programs, just trying to get fitter. And if the opportunity came about, I would be ready to kind of prove my fitness in yep. a sense. Um, and then I remember it must have been probably two or three weeks before the draft in October and I got a message from, from Fremantle saying, oh, we want to bring you in for a physical and a medical. And I remember I was at my, my mum and dad's house and my phone nearly went halfway across the room because I just didn't expect it. Like, in my head, the draft was, it, you know, I put it to bed and was kind of looking towards next year just to get more football under my belt. See through the phone? <laughs> oh, I just, like, I just jumped out of my seat. I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Um that's cool. And that just kind of reignited something yeah. in me and I was like, oh, okay, well, this, you know, this is real now. Um, and then I went and did the physical uh, with Fremantle um, and I was very nervous but at the same time I kind of knew in my head I'd, I'd done the groundwork, I was doing my running, I was still in the gym, I was probably the fittest and strongest I had been. Um, so that's something I felt confident in um, and I actually came out the physical and I was like, oh, I did, gave everything I could and there's not much more I could actually do at this point in time. Like, I've played all the footy I could possibly play this season. Um, what were they testing you on? Um, so they do, like, a 2K time trial, uh, sprints, vertical jump. Um, they're the main, yeah, the main ones. And, um, yeah, and then come draft day in October, I, again, I always had this little bit of hope, but I just didn't think it would happen because just not having enough probably experience at that point in time and, I just didn't know um, and I knew I was never going to be if it was going to happen I was never going to be a top draft pick because obviously you know you've got all the young girls coming up through through WA who are very talented and with the Eagles and and Fremantle um, in the draft you know there's a little bit of competition there now um, but then my name got read out at pick number 81 and it was 
yeah, it's like a second dream come true almost after tennis, and it's just been an absolute uh, roller coaster of emotions for the last probably six months. But I've just absolutely enjoyed every every single moment and really soaked it up and just tried to be a sponge and just learn and get as much as I can out of it. That's so exciting. What was the feeling when your name got called out? Oh, I cried. I cried again. Um, probably cried more in the last six months than I think I ever have. Um, I was just disbelief. Like, I just didn't – I just generally just thought it wasn't going to happen this year, you know. Um, Would you have tried if it didn't happen that year? Yeah, I couldn't try year? out to be a rookie next year because I've been – would have played, AF, like, okay. football. Um, but I would have gone up to a waffle club. Um, rather than reserves and just try to yeah show something there potentially so yeah it's been awesome oh congratulations that's a well I mean classic Janelle getting consistently injured people that don't know Janelle has had her many injuries in the past but good on you for getting back on that because were you still doing CrossFit training yeah I was so I was heavily um so I kind of like had thought about playing footy for the last couple of years and toyed around with it and then I just I really wanted to get my body healthy um, and I just wanted to focus on getting strong because when I was strong, I feel good. So I was heavily involved in CrossFit. I was doing CrossFit competitions. Um, I was studying part-time, working full-time, so I just couldn't fit football in at that stage. Um, so something had to give. So that's when I kind of gave up playing for, you know, for Kings Park and try something new. But since football started, I've had to give obviously give away CrossFit as well um, and just focus on, on football and work, so... So you're still working while playing. Are most of the girls like that in the yeah. women's league? Yeah, so still working full-time. Still waiting um, for that equal pay. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's a little bit way off yet. Um, yeah, so working full-time and then training in the evenings and, yeah, pretty much every everyone's in the same boat, either at uni or studying or working full-time. So it's um, it's a pretty rigorous schedule mm. f- for everyone. Um, but... I, you know, I like being busy, so I like, I'm a very structured person, um, so it suits me okay. Um, yeah, but no, it's been right. good. So describe what it's like at Freo. Like, what's the culture around the footy club? Because I'm sure people have their preconceived ideas of what a footy club's like, yeah. but what is it firsthand? Yeah, I've, I've absolutely loved being a part of Fremantle Football Club. They are phenomenal. Um, I went in there with really open eyes because I, I didn't really know what to expect, Um but literally from the second that I got drafted, I just felt like I was welcomed into a new family. Like I had messages coming in from Peter Bell, Dale Alcock, oh, um, wow. the, the playing group, the coaches just welcoming me into the team. And it was just such a nice, like it was just such a warming feeling. And then since kind of stepping into the club, um, nothing's changed. Like they have such a good culture there and they're really, really building something special. Um, as a playing group, they're very, very tight knit group got really diverse personalities characters which makes for really fun and exciting times and you know there's no complacency everyone gets there they get the job done they go to work um and you know everyone's on the same the same bus and we're all heading in the same direction which is really good so it's a yeah it's a great club to be part of and really I've just enjoyed every single moment of it anything that stood out any highlights from the season or any stories from around the club that Oh, it's hard because it's... Is there like an initiation or no, any embarrassing no, it's, moments? Um, oh, I'm sure there's plenty of embarrassing moments. Like I said, they've got some characters on that team. Um, it just, it went so quick, like since pre-season started in, I think it was November. Um, and then we go through our training, training block and, you know, the season 
eight rounds essentially and then you have finals on top of that and I remember we were four rounds through and I'm like oh my god we're halfway through the season mm. um it's uh yeah so it's hard to like so much has happened between now and then and um the girls are just yeah amazing to be around and there's such a like training's fun as much as it's it's hard work it's it's good fun and the girls make it that and the coaches so it's really it's just a nice environment to be in um and it's somewhere that you you want to be you want to go back to and um it's yeah it makes life a bit easier that way yeah definitely what's it been like as well because obviously Frio it's been an established men's club for years has there been any challenges in terms of the women's league you know being a part of the you know the Frio brand. Yeah, well. I think um, Fremantle have really embraced the women's program, um, which you know really speaks credit to them. And it's it's hard because the men, you know, that's their full time job, so they're there for the majority of the day. For us, that we have to be there kind of through the night. So where we can, they try and integrate the men's and women's program. Um, like we had a day prior to Christmas where we all trained together and okay. did a bit of a community event. Um, so where they can, they do try and integrate it, and which is really good because it's nice to, to get around the boys and, you know, see how they operate. And um, But it is tough at the same time because we're on very different schedules. So it makes it a little bit harder. Yeah. So there isn't a lot of interaction between the men's and women's teams? Not not so much at the moment, no. Like I said, we'll, we'll be there pretty much from 5pm onwards and the men are generally there from like 7 till 4-ish, so it makes it a bit hard. Yeah. yeah. Still, I mean, good when you can see them and yeah. see their Yeah, it's, it's nice to see them around the club yeah. and um, yeah, just that training day was, was a good laugh and there was good banter and, yeah, it's really good to in, integrate with them. Yep. And your season, did you feel like you'd hit your peak, hit your form, or there was still a little bit of way for you to go? I think... Um, for me personally, I think I've still got a lot, lot to give. Um, I kind of just felt like I was starting to hit my stride a little bit as, we, as the season went on, like as I learnt more about the game and my role as a defender and how I wanted to play the game. So, you know, I'm really excited to just get more football under my belt and just see where I can take things. And um, I think I've still got a bit of improvement to, a bit to give, I think. What's been the biggest challenge, whether it's being, I guess... I mean, you've crossed over the codes, so tennis and into footy. Yep. Yeah, I guess that can help. Um, but what has been some of the challenges being in the NFLW? Um, tennis and football are polar opposites. So, you know, so many people have asked me, you know, how, how does it relate or not relate? And tennis is obviously such an individual sport where, you know, it's, it's you and yourself out there. And if you make a mistake, it's on you. Um, if you need to figure out a way out of being in a rut it's on you like in football you've got a whole team around you um so I could be having a bad day but you could be up on the scoreboard by 30 points um so I remember like the, there was definitely a couple of games where I personally felt like I didn't really have an impact um because I'd only have a couple of touches or something like that being a defender and then the more I kind of spoke to the coaches and got feedback and they're like, you had such a big impact in that game. Like, it doesn't matter how many touches you've got, that, that forward didn't touch the ball. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. So it's just a different way of thinking about it. So that was a challenge is just changing my mindset. And I know I definitely, I think it was a pre-season game, I um, gave away a free kick and I really internalised it and it pretty much ate me up for the whole game. Um, just coming from that tennis background, that's something, you know, if you make a mistake, it's on you. So... It's just that different way of thinking. That was a that was definitely a challenge, and um, just trying to learn um, learn the game and the strategies and um, structures and things like that was was very new to me. So it took a bit of time to get my head around that. Yeah, 
Have you got any advice for young girls or people, girls wanting to get into the league? Like, are there certain skills they're looking for? Um, you know, how best for them to prepare for, you know, the draft or getting on a rookie list? Um, oh, probably not. I don't know. It's probably just, uh, you know, play as much as you can, get down to your local club, um, put yourself out there. Just don't let anything hold you back. I mean, if you want to go for something, just make sure you, you chat to people, chat to your coaches, get feedback on what you need to work on. Um, like, I think there's no better time than now to probably get involved in a sport like women's AFL. Um, there's so many opportunities and like it's so exciting to see because there's so much young talent out there and I can't wait to see what it'll be like in five, ten years' time and some of these girls start moving through the pathway because I think they're just going to be phenomenal. And, um, yeah, just go out there and, and have fun and enjoy enjoy your football um, and just give it give it a red hot crack. It's exciting, isn't it? The women's league, it's growing each year. It's and so exciting. Getting yep. the crowds down. What about, obviously, your an older athlete compared to the young ones coming up. Yep. Um, did that impact getting selected? Was that on your mind? Or what do you say to the older athletes? Say, go, oh, it's, you know, my time's passed. Yeah, I think, I mean, I always kind of, it was in the back of my head. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm nearly 30. I'm getting a bit on. And um, maybe they're looking at some of the young, younger girls, which they, they definitely are. Like, cause like I said, there's a lot of talent coming through. But at the same time, um, you know, if you've got a sense of character, sense of maturity about you, if you're a good athlete, if you've got the skills, that's, you know, that still plays a huge part in the game and um, it's very important. So I don't think age is really a number. I think there's still girls in the AFLW that are 35, 36 that are playing. So I wouldn't kind of let that affect you or, or set, you know, set you back. Um, you just, you don't know until you try. So you know, I never thought I'd be in this position probably 12 months ago, um, but I don't really see my age as a factor at the moment. I think if I can, you know, keep improving, keep my skills up, um, stay physically fit, then as long as I've got something to give, then, yeah, I keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And where to from here? So you guys are on break at the moment? Yeah, so it's all a bit up in the air at the moment, obviously, with everything that's going on um, with COVID-19. So we're essentially on off-season, I guess you could say. Um the player trainer trade and side period um, has been everything's been delayed essentially. So until the AFL give us any word on on what the process is from here, we we don't really know. So for me, I'm just keeping fit at home. Just got a little gym set up in my garage. Um, just doing my running, just going for a kick every now and again. Just pretty much doing what I can to stay active and and stay fit. And then you know, hopefully once this all ends and we get some normality back into our life and I hope there'll be a Waffle W season but I don't know we'll see see what happens yeah well Janelle good luck and I think Freya's going to bounce back stronger than ever I can't wait to see the upcoming the next season for you guys to go even further yep I'm looking forward to it thanks for having me thanks Janelle (laughs) see you guys thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed that episode of Teach Me in 20 If you did, and if you even just learnt one thing, make sure you subscribe so each week you can learn something new with me. Bye.